Hello and welcome back to the CareerCast. In this episode, I sit down with the author of the Salesforce Business Analyst Handbook, Srini Mangalaslava. Srini has more than 20 years of global IT experience in Salesforce CRM and PRM, SAP, CRM, and HR. He has a passion for learning about new and emerging technologies and products and prototyping and implementing solutions resulting in customer satisfaction and business benefits. We cover a lot of stuff in this episode. Um, I recently got my business analyst certification, so this was a good one to engage with someone who is very knowledgeable in business analysis, especially when it comes to Salesforce. I hope you guys enjoy, and don't forget to check out the YouTube video and subscribe. The Salesforce Business Analyst Handbook. How did that get started? I know business analyst is it's the newest certification that I've received. I know it's um, popular, right? Because it, it, it's a role that never had a certification for like, I'm assuming for the longest time, for the longest time. So tell me about your book and how you kind of got into this. Cause I, I, bottom line is that I feel like it's a uh, needed. Okay. Yep. Yep. That is right. Right. The business analyst, it's, it's all timing though. I don't know. They came up with the certification after I started writing the book. Right. So this is the way it happened. Right. I, I'm, I'm in this business analyst role for a pretty long time. Right. I used to be in the development role. Yeah, of course, I did admin, but, you know, the business analysis, pretty much I'm doing it for the last like 20 years, right, in SAP and Salesforce. So for a long time, right, I, I worked on multiple global projects and for a very long time, I'm looking for some kind of book. I read a lot of books on business analysis in general. Nothing is on Salesforce. They're on Microsoft Dynamics. They're on some other, some other areas. You find it. But I thought there is a need for the book. And I was thinking, I mean, if somebody had written it, I would have read it easily, <laughs> putting a lot, of, a lot of effort. But then I decided, okay, let me take a stab. Let me write a book, right? I'm used to writing a lot of articles, blogs, and all. So I thought, let, let me take a stab. So, and I approached the pack publishing and they're very good, very good. So I worked with them and we are able to publish this book. Have you been like just pulling from your notes over the past... 20 years or did you, was there a process that kind of was like, okay, I'm going to write this book. Let me get everything down and then build it. Yeah. It, it's like, right. At my projects, right. In the past many years. Right. So, you know, I, I, I implemented a lot of multiple projects, right. I used to create like a lot of functional spec BIDs. I'm used to all this kind of process in some places we don't have a document, but we created it. I'm, I'm used to, you know, creating the ASIs to be process flows, right? And then I trained users to, in some instances, we had to train users and to improve the adoption, you know, we had to do a lot of things, right? So I'm used to like a lot of these processes and I wrote a lot of SAP papers. I published almost like 11 papers in SAP actually, right? On data conversion, on, on different topics, not like a book kind of thing but it's a 15, 20 page documents kind of thing, right? White papers or case studies, whatever you call it, right? So unfortunately, most of the stuff, yeah, we have all the documentation that we do as part of the project because I work with very, very big companies and project documentation, the whole cadence of the project is very, very important. We follow that. And a lot of it I remember too, right? Fortunately, I, I'm, I'm able to recollect even something happened 15 years ago, I can recollect it, right? Very vividly. 
So then I thought, okay, let me put it. I put in a proposal, like just four page proposal and they liked it. They interviewed me, they liked it. And then, then, then I started digging documents. <laughs> then yeah, you need to find out, right? You need really good examples, right? Yeah, I can give something, but I need to go through, right? I go through like five, six good examples, then trim it down to two, right? I don't want to put like hundreds and hundreds, right? What makes sense? If I'm the reader, what do I look for, right? In the book, right? So I took real life practical examples, right? And then I described what it is, right? What that roles, we have like multiple chapters, right? You have 14 chapters. So if you have like solution design, right? What is that? Then take two good examples or three good examples, right? One, a simple one, a medium one, a little bit complex one and walk through the process, right? My thought process, right? And I'm not saying everything's hundred percent because I implemented multiple projects, not only me, I, I work with a lot of other BAs, right? Other project managers, team members, right? So I put in my perspective there, right? At least I thought people can use this as a starting point, right? And get some value. And again, nothing, right? Nothing is a, this thing, right? You cannot lift and shift everything. Each project is different, right? I worked on multiple projects, right? If I do something on one project, I cannot use the same, sometimes I failed. I use the set, try to use the same thing on a different project to, for a different country, you, you totally failed actually. Then we had to run around work day and night and somehow fix it. Right. That's where the knowledge comes into play. Right. You try something, you fail. That's fine. Right. But again, recoil, revert back, redraw, rethink, and then dip, you know, release it. Right. So yeah, I failed many times. I'm not saying I'm successful all the time. Right. I, I got beaten up really badly sometimes by our team. But again, we have the confidence, we have the skills, we bounce back and then we, we put things in, in the right place. Right. Sometimes, yes, it went over budget, Right. sometimes it's under budget. But again, the more I failed, the more I learned Right. to took it as a challenge to make successful. It's not just me. It's a big team, the whole team. Right. One man cannot make something successful. Right. Yeah, of course, one man can mess up everything, but you need a team to make everything successful. <laughs> That's a good one. One man can ruin everything, but it takes a team to be successful. That's good. <laughs> exactly. Is exactly. this is your book geared towards um, maybe mid-level BAs or could if I wanted to since because they just removed the prereq, I believe, to business analysts. Mm -hmm. So people coming into Salesforce, they might start there. Could they pick up this book and get something from it or is there term is terms you use that would go over their head no this one this one anybody can use it right e even the beginner can use it because the, the way i frame the book is right this is more than business analysis mm -hmm. of salesforce if you look at the b box thing right our pmi you know business analysis definition it's like the business analyst elicits the requirements it you know defines draw rights requirements and hands out to the technical team Right. Then at the end, once it's developed, they're going to validate and do some training. But here, no, I went more than that. It's not just business analysis. It's more for admins, for anybody on the project team. Right. They need to understand even the testing team need to understand what's happening, how it's designed, what they need to test. Right. The developer need to understand how the requirement. Right. What are the business requirement? How? I mean, they need to understand the perspective of the business analyst and the business user so that they can code it the right, the way the business wants it. 
right? The business, it, fulf, it need to fulfill the business needs, right? Yeah, the beginner, yes, when they started, I have 14 chapters. It covers from starting a project, right? To closing the project and beyond. It's production support too, right? Basically, the adoption starts there, right? So it's all the phases, even though, you know, business analyst is required on all the phases. Some phases you need like elicitation, you need 100%, right? Documentation and all you need. Design, yes, you are needed up to 30 to 40%, right? Testing, you need 20%, 20 to 25%, right? Each phase, you need the business analysis to certain degree, right? And every time, right, no person will work on one project. They'll be doing multiple things, right? So it's kind of, you know, you need to like, you know, based on what project phase you are on, right? You need to, you know, each team member, right? In some phases, the project manager will have a bigger role. Some phases, the solution architect have a bigger role, right? This is more towards gate towards business analysis, system admin, and solution architect, right? All these three together, right? If you go through that, all three, anybody reading that will get a benefit because I gave this book to some of my colleagues, right? The project managers, some of them, they read the book. They said that, yeah, this is good. I mean, this is adding value. They don't need to read all the chapters. What is relevant? The QA team is there, right? They can look at, you know, how it's solution and what they need to test. Yeah, the SIT, UAT and all this testing, right? So it, it, it's it's like at any level, but I would say that, you know, yeah, the beginners and middle level, yes, they'll benefit a lot, right? The advanced people, yeah, it's a refresher kind of thing, right? Some points probably, yeah, they'll learn. I'm not saying much, but, you know, I, again, yeah, for the beginners, it'll be useful. Uh, you talk in your book about uh, getting requirements. Uh, what are some tips you have for extracting requirements from various sources? Um, or could you even explain that when, when you say different sources? What do you mean? Yeah, different sources, right? That That's the most important thing, right? The thing is when, when you have a project, right, at a high level, somebody says that, right, this is the need. I have this need, right? I need to be able to have, you know, like quoting in Salesforce, right? They want to have the quote functionality, right? From the opportunity, they want to create a quote. And then there's a lot of approval process in that, right? So when you have this kind of, you know, business requirement, right? First of all, you need to know where you can, you, you need to do a lot of work to understand what they want, right? You just cannot go to a SME or somebody and say that, okay, now tell me, you know, what do you want, right? You, you, can, you cannot say that, right? And first of all, the most important thing, you need to find out who is the SME, right? Who are the people who are really using the code, right? In the sales team, which team does that, right? If they had opportunity management already done, right? Why I took quote is that assuming that the system is already in place, then you need to find the artifact. Okay, when did they implement the opportunity? Do you have any documentation? Do you have a BID? Do you have a function spec? Do you have a training document, right? Go through the artifacts to understand how they implemented that because the code also more or less follows that process kind of thing, right? So then you need to find out who is the sponsor. Right. You need to find the sponsor or the program manager and find out, right, if you are new to the company, right? If you are there, you know the people. That's easy, relatively, right? But when when I move from company to company, I don't know anyone. So then you meet the main stakeholders that you do from the project, have a one-on-one -on -one with them, and then find out who are the SMEs that you can reach out to, who can help you. Right. 
and then who are the super users kind of thing who really wanted this who are going to benefit out from this what you are doing right and then have a meeting with them right let the sponsor send them an email if you go directly nobody may say you know respond to you right go through the sponsor tell them the importance right this guy is the person who is working on the project we need your help right and you need to work around their timelines right if sometimes i see people they are so busy you cannot get them I'll catch them when they're going to lunch. I say that let's do lunch. I'll buy lunch for you. Let's sit and talk, right? Or let's go for coffee. You know what I'm saying? It's like more like informal thing, right? Yeah, sometimes you need formal things, but sometimes informal is good because they speak out. They say that oh, this system is lousy. System, this this thing is not working. Nobody is doing this. This this this. And this you need to do continuously. Though. I'm not saying just do once and leave it kind of thing, right? So basically, identifying the right stakeholders. identifying who is benefiting who is going to create the coach a lot right who is managing it right the planning team right work with them sit with them if they have a current existing system just sit with them and see how they are doing in the system right what are the pain points in there right now then take your the requirements and see how you can add value can you add more value can you do some automation on that right then the users doing 10 things manually can you automate at least 3 4 of them right so basically you need to you know find the right documentation find the right stakeholders smes talk to them understand right if needed if they don't have process flows try to draw the process flows as is and to be and get a sign off from them saying that okay this is the way it's going to happen because these flows are important when you do the designing the design team needs it testing team needs it right that that will act as a blueprint right then they know the end to end this is what we are delivering right this is what it happens and and sometimes when you draw these flows it takes time but when you draw and show it to them that will be aha moment for them they think oh my god we have this process this complex process right and then we can tell them okay you can you can you know simplify here 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 right and you don't need to do everything at one time right if you have budget so much budget you tell them these are the two critical things these are your pain points let's do this right then we do that other two things in the next release then the other release right but you have the process flow and you can highlight it red now green later blue sometime you can color code it and just socialize with everybody right you gain their trust you're delivering something value right and then you know you, you know the stakeholders they'll be your friends once you start delivering they'll trust you right but the most important thing to do all these right getting the right requirement from the right stakeholder right if you get a wrong requirement you design it wrong you test something wrong you deliver something wrong and nobody uses it okay i uh, yeah <laughs> you need to ask the right questions but more importantly you need to ask the right people um yes exactly yep 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 there are that that five w's and one h right why what mm-hmm. where you know when and how right these are things right people always say keep asking keep asking yes you can keep asking the right way not every w and every h to everybody get the right w and right h right and you need to be prepared while you are asking the question you need the rational behind the question when you ask a question the other person why do you want it then you need to you need to be prepared you need to do a lot of homework and tell them okay this is the reason why i'm asking you this question right this is how it helps me understand you better right 
but i see a lot of people people say why what why what kind of but no that doesn't work right you you need to based on your audience based on the person you are talking right you need to ask the right w right h so that to get the right answer did you learn that through just plain old experience because that's a skill set in itself right asking the asking the right questions and on top of that knowing your audience right i mean you can't just walk into the company let's say you're a new hire yeah um yeah 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 that, that's why right in the beginning right when i moved from you know earlier ca technologies the current company mufg right i have a lot of experience that's why they brought me here right i need to work with the project team identify the stakeholders sometimes they don't know the stakeholders I ran a lot of dashboards and reports to find out who is using, who is not using. If they're not using, why they're not using. Have a one-on-one -on -one with them. They said, shush, shush, don't come to me, I'm busy. People come, they don't do anything. Then I had to go to them again, say, I'm going to deliver you. I have certifications. I did this, I did that. Give me a chance, right? Then one team, right, deliver, right? Long-hanging fruits, deliver, deliver, deliver. Once you get that, use them as a platform and go to the other verticals, other business unit, go through this person, right? You need to, you know, break the ice somewhere, right? It takes a lot of work, right? For that, I had to do like a lot of homework, right? Go through a lot of foods. I don't know anybody when I came here, right? The new people, right? They need to go with the senior person, try to understand how they're talking, what they're doing, right? After that, don't ask your seniors, hey, what should I do? No, no, no. Just just understand. Do do your homework. You read a lot of stuff, right? Read, you know, you, you have a lot of tools, right? Salesforce, you have Trailhead, you have this podcast, you have blogs, you have books, right? Read through them, find out, right? And ask the right question, right? Even when you are speaking to your team managers, you cannot keep asking dumb questions, right? I mean, sometimes nothing is dumb, but if they become friendly, then it's okay. But you need to ask intelligent questions so that the other person should think, okay, this guy is valuable. I'm going to mentor him. You mentioned getting your foot in the door, basically, with one kind of uh, stakeholder, fixing something for them, low-hanging yep. fruit. And then yep. other yep. people, like other business lines will say, oh, you yes. fixed it for that person. Can you help me with this? And that's that's kind of how it worked. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you need to go through them. Right. And then, you know, when they say that, give them a roadmap telling that, okay, you have these 10 pain points, right? Do your exercise and out of the 10, prioritize them and then just deliver something pretty quickly, right? Some simple things which you can do it within the week, right? Then if you can deliver all 10, right? Maybe all 10 out of 10, you can deliver eight, let's say, right? Two are too big. You cannot deliver it, right? Once they, they make them happy, then they think they trust you. And then you can use this person to just as a mouth, you know, word of mouth to help you spread that, okay, this guy Salesforce is a great tool or XYZ is a great tool and this guy is great, he'll do it, right? And then you can talk to them, you can refer them, right? You can ask them, yeah, you can talk to this XYZ. We did this, this, this for them. And then, you know, it's, I'll do the same thing for you. And another good thing is, right, once you do one thing for one business unit, right, you pretty much can scale it to most of the people, right? The similar functionality, if it's within the same country, right? Say, for example, for us, we have like, say, 10 or 12 industries, right, verticals. You do for one industry, you you, you can pretty much scale it to all the to 10 industries, right? I'm not saying everything, but majority of the functionality, you can scale it.
UAT again, right? That's the most critical thing, right? A lot of projects, even the past two, right? We failed in UAT because, you know, when you go to the business, right? So each business unit, they'll give somebody who had some free time, right? I don't want somebody free time. Now I specifically insist, I need an SME. I need a person who does the job in and out all the time. They know what they are doing, right? And pretty much you need to involve them from the beginning. They need to be involved, the UAT testers, right? Because these are the business users who are getting benefited from the system. They need to be involved from the requirement agreement phase itself. How we agreed on the requirement? What is the scope? I'm not saying they need to be in every each and every meeting, but when you summarize the meetings right at the end of each phase, they need to be there. They need to be in the design phase so that they exactly know what we are doing, right? And then you need to, again, identify the right testers, right? The UAT, the people, right, exact people who are going to use the system need to be tested, right? That's one thing, identifying the testers. And second thing is we need to make sure that the testers know how to use all the tools. If you are using Salesforce, they may know Salesforce, but if you are using the QA test director, right, they need to know that, right? If they had to, you know, pull the documents from Confluence, right, they need to know that. Right. If they're using an agile project, if they have Jira, they need to know how to use Jira. You need to make sure that, you know, you, you, you need to, you know, you need to show them how to use all the tools for the testing. Right. And if there are integrations involved, right? Say, for example, you have add-ons like DNB, right? Pitchbook and all. You need to make sure you set up the right environment for them and all the plugins should be working. Right. If not, they cannot test it. They lose focus and say, OK, I'm not testing it or say pass. Right. That's even horrible. If they say no test, then somebody will test it. If they say pass, then it's, it's, it's a bigger problem. Right. And make sure that the right data is set up. When you do UAT, a lot of people, they create test data. Customer one, customer two, customer three, contact one, one. That doesn't work. You need to get a real data from the production. At least subset of the data because the UAT users are your business users only, right? If you want, you can scramble the data, right? Amounts, right? Anything, right? Some dates and all. If you want, you can scramble it. But have a real data, right? So that they can test it realistically. When I'm going to want to create an opportunity or a quote, right? I need to have, say, if a Tesla is there, let it be an accurate company, like real address and all. Then they go here. When they have workflows, the approvals and all, everything looks realistic, right? And second thing, always insist the business to test on the loaded data because when you go live, right, you, you may be converting a lot of data, right? Make sure that data is usable. Sometimes what happens is one time we loaded a lot of data. When we try to run, right, a code, Right, generate something, it's not working. Because the it's loading, you can load anything. The data is not connected properly. And we saw a lot of issues in there. Right. They need to test with the existing data. You need to make sure that you give them enough data to test existing data. At the same time, they need to, you know, create data and test everything too. That is one piece. The second most important thing in UAT success is you need to have end-to-end -end scenarios. Right. You, you don't need to have, you know, create test kits and all these things. Get experts, right, who, who are in the UAT itself. You don't need separate people. Say, for example, you have a salesperson, you have a service person, you have a back-end contract person, right? Let the sales guy create an account through DNB, create contacts, create an opportunity, right? Then once it is done, 
then they generate a code the code should go to the backend guy the backend guy should take the same data they need to generate a contract do whatever they want right once a contract is generated send the data back to salesforce and close the opportunity right and then the service guy need to take the same data and try to do the cases right of course simulate it you cannot call the customer directly right the case management and all so if these three people can do together with your help right they won't do on their own though they need to be in a room or a webex and it, it need to be a live session kind of thing right you run these scenarios with these users right they'll be excited and you know that you're testing the whole path properly right so post go live you do this kind of things right complete scenario testing right getting the right users right getting the right scenarios right giving them access to the right data the right tools right this kind of and training them from the beginning keeping them in the loop from the beginning so what is coming right if you do these things right there are some of the things right because we have you know limited time that we cannot discuss everything but if you do this kind of things what happens is right you 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 get a you'll be very confident that you have a very good systems once you deploy it right i'm not saying you won't get defects you'll get still issues right but then they are very limited they may be like 20% of what you expect way 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 less than you know what 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 happens if you don't the uat right and another good thing with uat right by working with the people right the ba or the, one of the team members from the project should work with this team day in and day out they should have a hotline they have multiple checkpoints if somebody is running an issue you need to handhold them right if not they won't they lose focus they have their day job this is not their main job right you need to handhold them that uat period one week or so you need to open sessions and then they can hop in you know share screen help them navigate right that is very very important that will drastically reduce overall time right and the frustration right and then the, the most another important thing you learn is the usability right you can immediately find out the frustration or oh, this is we need to change this this should be here this kind of you know that you get a very good feedback of course you cannot do it then because it's already in uat right but you take that and in the next release or as a production support item you can fix it right that that eventually right our goal is to have a good adoption right it's not good testing right it's a good a good testing to have a good you know system so that people can use it people can benefit out of it right so that's the goal nice. <laughs> you said it made me think of something uh uat there's like hey we need testers it's like no nobody wants to be yeah. a UAT from a biz from on like the business side everyone's like i don't have time for that but i, I mean i wrote down some stuff like yeah um get the SMEs involved. What are what are your tips? My first thought was how did what are your tips on kind of dealing with people like that? So like, you kind of need to be here for this because if you wait until the end and say I'm the SME, you don't even know what we're talking about. So yeah. what are um I guess some tips that you would give to BAs that are in a position where you know you're dealing with people, right? It's not technical skills, but it's like how do you convey the importance of it? yeah what 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 i do is right right now for me right i i i have a good rapport with a lot of people i pretty much can go to anybody kind of thing right but yeah if somebody is you or if i'm a contractor right coming on a project i may be a senior guy right you take the help of the program project manager and the sponsors right you have the sponsors 
right? And of course, they'll identify people too, right? Opportunity management, he's your guy, right? Quote, this is the person, right? Anything legacy you want, you can approach to them, right? So you have the, you know, the project resume matrix, right? Where who's responsible, accountable, you know, like consulted, informed, you know, based on, you know, like the functionality, right? So you, you can, you can reach out to the project sponsor, the program manager, project manager, right? And then reach out to them. When they have a kickoff, make sure all these people attend the meeting. Some meeting need to be mandated, right? And if you don't have the influence at that point of time, right? Influence it through the project manager or program manager. Let them set up the meeting, right? Way in advance. I'm not saying that, yeah, you need everybody, drop everything, come down to the meeting. That won't happen, right? Give them time. Tell them that, okay, this is, I saw, this is the time on the calendar. We need one hour of your time, right? And this is the time. And, you know, if, if, if you know, if it goes through the, that person, then, you know, they, they, they tend to join. If somebody cannot join, we ask them, what time can you join? Right? We can have a different time. But again, though, when you do this, you need to be very, very careful because you are pulling them, somebody from their important work, right? This is not important for them right for the, for that to add value you need to prepare well you and your team need to be prepared very very well of what you're asking and be prepared if they ask questions you have you need to have an answer to answer hmm. right you need to have a good answer yeah i'm not saying you need to answer everything you can take some back and you say yeah. but everything you cannot say i'll get back to you i'll get back to you i'll get back you know that's not good right that way right you gain the trust next time when you send an email he knows that okay this guy is serious right and and i, I want to help him because he, it's it's like he's benefiting from this right and make him aware though what we are doing how it benefits them right so yeah it, it's not easy though it's not easy it, it, it took me a long time right when when i came here to improve the adoption I, it, it's very, very frustrating, but I have the experience. I know you, you need to have that, you know, if they say, get out still, you know, you need to smile, you need to go to the <laughs> I like, yeah, I like your, what you had said, get the PM involved. Uh, I mean, especially if you're coming in new to a project, reach out to someone that yeah. has some weight and then, I mean, we got to get this done. Yeah. What are some tools that you recommend as a BA, right? I think you talked about processes. I mean, I'm thinking like lucid yeah. chart. I mean, I've, I've used PowerPoint to like make it simple. Yeah. L- <laughs> like... Lucid chart. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Lucid chart is good. But uh, again, though, right. What tool you use depends on your company though, because if I'm working for a company, they won't let you use some tools, right? Some property, some, you know, you can use some, I always use visual, right? From a long time, I'm using visual because visual always we have, right. You know, so what we do is I use Visio a lot, a lot. I can, you know, even closing my eyes, I can do stuff on Visio, right? And I tell a lot of people, right, rather than don't worry, right, if you're a small company, I worked on big, big corporations though. So they have, you know, if I need Lucitan, I can get it. But the problem is I need everybody in the company to should have the tool, right? Because when you send something to them, right, sometimes you don't want to be the bottleneck to edit it. Sometimes once you draw that, Right. Or sometimes you delegate it to you have multiple past chat. You can delegate to other team members. They can be the owner. Right. So it's, that's one thing. The second thing is if it's a small company, right. Just, just take white paper, whiteboard, whiteboard it, draw it, take a snap from your iPhone. Done. 
you you need something right the flow end to end once you have it there yeah, of course you can go back and draw it on a paper neatly take 2 3 hours to draw it neatly color it and then scan it right you you have you, you don't need any tool right it it's all in your brain the the tool is to capture something right so if it's a small company right the processes won't be that different right i mean processes are not that complex so capture it any way or form right even on word you can capture if you want really right or even on excel you can somehow draw it you can do that right so basically what happens is when you draw these things it it's very visual people can understand easily how do you stay up to date you know we'll kind of talk about salesforce specifically here you know they update three times a year so it's always changing yep. how do you have strategies yep. that you kind of use like when a new uh, release comes out like we just had summer 23 uh, coming out to our org um is it like Hey, release is coming out. We're going to have a session with the team or is it kind of Yeah, the the way, right? One one thing is, right? With any not just Salesforce, right? With any, you know, cloud platform, you 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 need to be like, you know, you need to know what's happening in the world, not in your mm-hmm. company outside, right? And you have a lot of things now, right? You have a lot of social media platforms that you can go to, and some companies may not encourage you to, you know, go there. But still, right? Most of the time, just spend ten, fifteen minutes on LinkedIn at least, minimum, right? You know, other tools are there. I'm not saying you should not, and you have the trailhead, right? You have a lot of information, right? Just ten, fifteen minutes on an average a day, right? If you do, you gain wealth of knowledge, right? one thing second thing is right anything right if you if you look at these things right release management you, i see a lot of posts fantastic posts are there you don't need to really go through salesforce release management 100 page 200 page document lot of people they put in fantastic document 10 15 page very clearly how to do and all these things right it's one thing the second thing is for us right we have lot of licenses salesforce right we have unlimited license lot of users so we have the account manager and all right whenever there is a release you know this thing we have meetings with them often every month trying to find what's happening what are the best practices right if we need some kind of this thing right refresher kind of thing right so salesforce outlook came right it's it's called outlook integration now i think it's salesforce all uh, inbox right that that uh, I, for, I forgot the exact name but you know you, you have the salesforce on the side mm-hmm. panel on on your outlook right so we we basically what we say is our lightning when lightning came right when you have classic to lightning migration so basically yeah our team does that right you go to social media try to learn stuff go to trial head do that at the same time we 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 have this you know we pay for the, all this right to salesforce we have unlimited we have a lot of licenses so with the account manager they get a technical team and we have webinars kind of thing showing them that okay this is the way you do with the whole team that way everybody whether we use it or not right we have this kind of you know sessions monthly right so that you know if we think it's useful if it benefits us lot of users then we take that and we we you know create our presentation with our this thing right our culture or what are our company this thing and then we're going to push it to our stakeholders and show them okay we think this adds a lot of value right and these are a lot of requirements we have by doing this one will be benefited and then if they agree to that 
then it goes to the product backlog and you know it, it, it's put into one of the releases so you you said you guys meet with salesforce once a month and they kind of go over what's new yeah whatever is there right uh, you know it's basically if a release this thing is coming then we say yeah we need you know like a refresh a pressure on refresher on you know like uh, what's happening release manager then they're going to go through all those things what's happening so Again, though, not everybody had the luxury to do that, right? You need to have unlimited right. license and then we have all of licenses, right? But again, I'm not saying you need to just go through that. You know, you can, you can, you, you go through, you know, just, just LinkedIn, you know, other sources, I don't need to tell, right? You have a lot of people, a lot of, you know, company, people are, you know, very excited. People, a lot of people, you know, they share their knowledge a lot, right? Join some groups, right? Communities, right? And if you spend 10, 15 minutes, you don't need to spend hours and hours. And don't wait till the last minute, though. You won't understand anything, right? So at least weekly, I'm not saying not daily, right? Weekly, just one hour, just go through stuff, right? Understand. And, uh, you know, if it helps you, then read through that, right? If it doesn't help, then, you know, hmm. you can ditch it. Where so, I, I have the PDF version of your book. Um, I like to have Notepad open. I, I do split screen. Uh where can uh, listeners or people watching on YouTube, where can they find your book? I'm pretty, it's on Amazon. Where else can they find it? Uh, I, it's it's on Amazon. I, I think it's on everywhere. It's on Barnes & Nobles. It's on Kobo Rakotin, I think that one. And they have a even audio book too, right? It is on O'Reilly, at least. I don't know where else it's there. I think, you know, pretty much though, if you search in Google, right, you can find, you know, all the sites where you can find That'd it. Be, I'm going to have to look into being a, a reader because that would be a, a good way for me to get the book and get ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, the thing is, the good thing is, right, if, if you have a PDF version, right, you, you know, right now, you know, the system can read you. You can write, you can read aloud. It, it yeah. reads for you each chapter. <laughs> Sereni, um, thanks for joining the show. This was, I had a lot of um, fun talking to you. Very knowledgeable. I, I have a page of notes here that I was writing as you were talking. So definitely recommend your book, especially one thing you did point out. It's not just for BAs at any level. It's not just for BAs at mid-level. I mean, PMs can read this. I would recommend it admins read it as well um even developers so thank you for putting this resource together and uh i enjoyed having you on the show yep thank you frank thank you so much thanks for having me on your podcast